Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer. This is Deb McBride, and today is the last day of February, if you can believe it. It is the 28th of February. It's Sunday, and it is <laughs> unbelievable that two months have passed in this new year already. So we are moving forward with rapid speed on so many levels, and this is just something that we're going to be talking about a lot. Um, so, welcome, welcome. And I am broadcasting from beautiful Escazú, Costa Rica, because I'm not in Playa Grande anymore. And so I have been calling this the I Should Have Stayed at the Beach episode of the Golden Astrologer podcast. <laughs> Because once I came back Wednesday evening, it just, things just started to unravel. And um, I have to say that this full moon has been a doozy. And the full moon was a doozy in a way that I didn't expect it to be. Now it was on planets for me. So of course it's going to affect my chart, but everybody I'm talking to has had a a rough couple of days or a, a fascinating couple of days or something. Usually it's been a, a, a bit of a tailspin, but <laughs> I, I kept saying I should have stayed at the beach <laughs> because once Wednesday, I walked in Wednesday night and something small happened. Um, and it led to bigger things. <laughs> so I was starting to unpack and, things started to unravel, you know, so Wednesday night I came home, I felt great. I felt great. Um, on Wednesday, you know, I felt like I had gotten a change of scenery. I felt like I was on top of things. I felt energetic. I felt I had a relaxing time. It was great. Lovely. Everyone was lovely. We had a lovely time. It was beautiful. And by the way, uh, there was no one on the beach. And if you watched my Instagram, you saw me making videos and no one was around me. I was alone. Like that. I mean, obviously the people I was traveling with were with me, but I'm standing there on the beach in the Northern part of Costa Rica in Guanacaste and no one's there. And it's February. And this is the height of tourist season. And we don't have a lot of cases of pandemic here. So, you know, I would say if you're looking for a beach vacation, come on down because it's empty. You'll get a place. You can get an Airbnb for a very small amount of money. And that's what was the case. We, we didn't pay a lot of money at all for what we, we stayed in and for the accommodations we had, which were great. We, we had a pool also, and there was like no one ever in the pool except us <laughs> and one other woman that was visiting and, and stuff. But other than that, we were the only ones in the pool. And that we were the only ones on the beach. And we went over to Las Catalinas, which is also beautiful. And no one was on the beach there either. And, you know, some people, uh, you know, come came through. And then the cleanup, the beach cleanup committee came through at Las Catalinas. But, you know, some people were doing surfing and stuff. But it was by no means what a February in Costa Rica looks like. So I would say if you're looking for a vacation... Come on down. You could probably not spend a lot of money. Um, wherever you are, come on up. If maybe you're someplace else, maybe you live in Brazil. And you're, come on up. Um, anyway, this was a doozy of a full moon, and I did not expect that. I expected it to be something for me, but I didn't expect that everybody I talked to 
was like, it was hair raising and it's been complicated. And why was that? Well, I was talking with my astrology class yesterday and we had a good conversation about the full moon and, and it's just seems like an accelerated, accelerated event. And it was, you know, the, the moon was in Virgo that you don't expect that to be hysteria. You expect that to be, Oh, you know, it's a Virgo moon. And the opposition from the sun was in Pisces and Venus was in Pisces. And it's not like everything was, it's not like the Aquarius energy that we experienced two weeks prior, which was the new moon. This was a very, very intense, um, experience. And I think it was because Uranus was involved. Now, Uranus was not involved in a harsh aspect. And this is a lesson for all of us and a lesson for me too, because I don't, it felt chaotic and full moons, generally the energy gets a little higher. It was not an eclipse. It felt like one, but it was not an eclipse. And I think that it was the sextile and trine to Uranus. Now Uranus is in early um, Taurus and the moon and the sun were making aspect to Uranus. And it's not like it was a hard aspect. It was a flowing aspect. Both the sun and the moon were making flowing, gentle aspects to Uranus. But it was, the energy was just nonstop, intense, over the top, and just strange. And, you know, the full moon was the middle of the night. It was Saturday morning. And, you know, here anyway, Saturday morning, 2.17 a.m. So it was Friday night, but I started feeling it Wednesday night. And then, <laughs> and I say electricity, I say Uranus, because what happened? Thursday morning, um, so I live on a property where there's two sections of it. And just because one section doesn't have a utility for some hours doesn't mean that the other section doesn't because there's a dividing line at, at the little bridge at my gate. So I'm sort of caught in between, but I'm on the one, a different side. So the folks over on the other side said, hey, does anybody have electricity? And their electric had gone out and we were fine over here. And even though their electric had gone out, right after they were talking about their electric going out, there was a large explosion here and Uranus rules explosions and it was an electrical explosion. And so even though the planets were not sitting on Uranus, they certainly were close to Uranus and making an aspect to Uranus. So explosions <laughs> usually don't mean good things. Um, <laughs> so there was an explosion and it was a transformer and then my power was gone. And so I had no electricity. And then uh, the electricity was off all day. And then sometime a couple hours after the electricity went off, the water went off. And so when the utilities start going off, then life gets very disruptive. Now I have friends in Houston who have been having a very hard time because they had no utilities and they had a freezing, freezing temperatures, which is not characteristic of Houston. But we didn't have freezing temperatures here and there weren't problems. I didn't like lose heat or anything because we don't have heaters and radiators and things. And so I <laughs> went out and that was all I could do. I had to be able to charge my phone. I had to be able to eat something, which I couldn't do. And I had to be able to, you know, 
use facilities and wash hands and stuff. And that was not possible in my house for most of Thursday. So disruptions like this always remind me of outer planets because they come out of nowhere. And Uranus is the typical, it comes out of nowhere, there's an explosion, life is completely disrupted, and it's a surprise. And that's why I say it had to do with the sextile to Uranus and the trine. So the earth moon in Virgo, you know, as an earth sign had to do with the earth sign that Uranus is in, which is Taurus. And they were almost exactly sec, uh, trine. So that's a, that's a 120 degree aspect. It's a smoothing flowing aspect, but just because it's, it's Uranus, <laughs> it gave it the Uranian flavor. So it doesn't mean that, oh yeah, this is a, you know, maybe for somebody else, it was an exciting jolt of some, some information or excitement and happiness. But here, even though it was a, you know, a dramatic turn of events and just blew up my, blew up my day. It really blew up my day. And, um, I had a lot of work to do. I had a lot of, you know, videos to watch and things to take care of and stuff to manage. And I couldn't do any of it. By the time the electric came back on, I was too tired because I'd been out walking around all day trying to get myself, you know, my phone charged and something to eat and those kinds of things. And, you know, and then I had no water for three days. And so that to me says Uranus. Uranus, but the, the, the sun's in Pisces, you know, so there's water. So now not everybody's electric went off, not everybody's water went off, but it was enough of a hassle and it directly affected my chart that it has to, and if it directly affected your chart, if it directly affected your life, then something in your chart got triggered. Okay. There were people here who got triggered for a while, but not as profoundly as I got triggered. But I know that the full moon was exactly on planets in my chart. Both planets were both on two planets on my, on my chart. So, so when that happens, um, it peaks like something like a lunation, such as an eclipse, or in this case, a full moon, an eclipse is going to last longer. The full moon goes up, the energy starts to go up, 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 you know, reaches its peak, and then the moon does what it's supposed to do, they're full, and then afterwards it starts to slow down and come, come back to life again. So the full moon was in the middle of the night, Saturday morning, and I proceeded with my day as best as possible on Saturday, and then finally the water came back on Saturday evening. So this is not something that I would say, oh yeah, you know, it was a smooth full moon. It was definitely something that people had to contend with. Now, I was just talking to someone here a few minutes ago, and she said to me, I feel like it was, it was a nightmare. She said she felt like it was a nightmare, so it was probably triggering something in her chart too. It was a nightmare, and then she said, but now I feel like things have changed and things have calmed down. Yes, they have, because the full moon is past. The moon is in Libra. And we're no longer dealing with the level of intensity that a full moon brings, especially when it makes aspect to Uranus. The sun was in Pisces and the sun is in Pisces and it was making a sextile or 60 degree aspect to Taurus where Uranus is. And it was not, um, 
it was not. It you know you would under normal circumstances this shouldn't have been like this. But what does Uranus do? Uranus brings surprises. Uranus brings explosions. Uranus, yes, yes. Uranus brings electricity. Uranus rules Aquarius. And more than anything, the ruler of Aquarius got triggered. And what do we know about Aquarius? There's three planets in Aquarius and two of them are Jupiter and Saturn. So the abundance of planets in Aquarius got jolted by their, you know, the ruler, the person they look to is Uranus. Hey, hey, dad, <laughs> what do you got to say? Well, I'm getting a zap from the full moon. Well, you know, when the ruler of a cluster of planets gets zapped by a full moon, even if it's not a hard aspect, we're going to have days like we just had. And this was chaos. And I couldn't get the chaos to, I had it, the, I just had no control over it. I had no control over it. And like my teacher, Michael Luton used to say, the outer planets don't care what you have planned. They don't care that you have to water your garden. They don't care that you're planning Christmas with grandma. They don't, they don't care. They're going to come sweeping through your life and they're going to cause disruption. So while Uranus itself did not necessarily get disrupted in the traditional hard aspect sense, this is a lesson because these two planets, the sun and the moon, they're jazzed at the time of a full moon or a new moon. And they're jazzed. And people normally, you know, people go, I don't know what it is about a full moon. It makes me a little crazy. Well, yeah, you know, it jazzes you. Sometimes you have, you're born under a full moon and that's, that's how it, you know, comes about getting jazzed in your chart. However, I think what was going on is we had too many, we still have too many planets in Aquarius. Mercury was staying at one place and it had been squaring Uranus and it's moved now. Um, but the planets in, in Uranus's sign, Aquarius, were the ones receiving the jolt. Remember, the, the skies are looking to Uranus, part of the sky, three planets in the sky are looking to Uranus. And... When Uranus gets anything from other planets, such as a full moon, it's going to get heated up, get agitated, and blow up. And, you know, maybe some people listening to me say, well, that's funny. I didn't have any problem at all. I don't know. But it, it's just, if that's not the case, then it wasn't a conscious event in your life. I bet you had intense dreams. <laughs> I bet you had something going on that felt like a frequency, an unknown, unfamiliar frequency was coursing itself through your veins. And this is the nature of where we are right now. And, you know, I was, I was talking to my shaman last night and I said, to, he says, you know that we're, we're in this amazing, enormous amount of change right now. The frequencies are very intense and they are. And so it's like we're living on a live wire. And, you know, I'm reminded often of lately, especially of the quote that, of Nikola Tesla, which is, if you want to know about life, study frequency, study vibration. And we are really very much in the place of vibration and frequency shifts and changes. And it is powerful. It's relentless. And it ain't going anywhere for a few months. And Saturn and Jupiter are going to be there all year. So when the moon comes in once a month and heats it up, which 
it didn't do this week, but it's going to do again eventually. It's, it's going to be a time when we get zapped. And we just have to be aware of it and prepare ourselves and just say, you know, and in some ways I came back from a little trip away. No, I still worked while I was away. I still recorded my podcast and I still I had clients I had to see and classes to teach and classes to attend. But the thing was that I came back from a change of scenery and it was supposed to be, according to me, <laughs> according to my controlling program, um, I was supposed to come home and just glide back into life. And that wasn't going to happen with this full moon. And I can still feel it. I, when I talk about it, I can feel the energy. I can feel the shift. I can feel the dynamic. And it was like, bump. Oh, wow, we're different people now. Now, some of us may not realize it, but we've all changed on some level because of what has happened in these last days. And it's so important to be aware of it. It's so important to be aware of it that you have to become conscious of what's happening in your life. And if you don't understand it, you got to go deeper. You got to go deeper and you've got to get with the program that's operating unconsciously for you. And the, this is an extreme moment that we are in astrologically extreme. Uranus is extremes. Aquarius is extremes. And when there's a full moon, yep, it's going to be extreme. So we're in Pisces now. So we don't have to, th- we think we don't have to think about Aquarius, but what's going to happen is now Venus has moved into Pisces. Now the sun is in Pisces. So we have Venus, we have the sun and we have Neptune in Pisces. Three planets are in Pisces. Three planets are in Aquarius. Well, how about that? <laughs> these are the last two signs of the Zodiac and they are not, uh, you know, I was saying to my class yesterday, this isn't Taurus that says I need a roof over my head. I need money in the bank. I need food on the table. You know, I need the car to start. I need my day to, you know, to move forward. I need to go to work and come home and have my dinner and, you know, read the paper, go to sleep, get up, do the same thing. That's a very Taurian lifestyle. You know, there's a routine and and they don't like change and they like it to be, you know, practical and, and secure. That's not what we're experiencing. That's not like we are experiencing a regular day where you get up and you make your coffee and you have your eggs and you read the paper and you get ready for work or you do your work now from home or whatever. That's it. That's not this. This is something profoundly life-shifting, and we can't deny it. And we are in a phase in the world, in life, that we must step up to this. And you can try to have a normal day, but I can bet you the universe is going to throw a wrench in it. (laughs) And, you know, we're just, uh, we're just, having a laugh. It's having a laugh at us. It's having a laugh. So now we start March. Tomorrow is a new month and it is the third month of the year. And uh, one of the big things that's happening this week is that um, Mars is changing signs. Mars is changing signs to Gemini. So there's more air coming. Woohoo! Mars is getting out of Taurus. It doesn't really like Taurus, but, but it's, you know, in the evening, the later in the evening on Wednesday, you know, Mars is going to go 
into Gemini. And so it's going to talk to all the planets in Aquarius. Now Mars is ruled, you know, Mars rules Aries, but it will be ruled by Mercury because it's in Mercury's sign. Mercury's in Aquarius. Ta-da! It's just going to heat up more. So I, I expect more heat. <laughs> I don't expect it to get less uh, heated. I expect it to get more exciting because Mars is in Gemini. And Mars is, you know, the, the planet of will and assertion and confidence. And, and it's all about the experience of that. And it's in Gemini. So there's a duality. So your mind may be on like working on two levels, but at the same time, um, you know, you are dealing with Mars talking to the, sweetly to the planets in Aquarius, but like, as we've just seen, this full moon was talking sweetly to Uranus and everything just kind of referred back to Aquarius again. So we got more air coming. I think it's going to be more rock and roll. Um, I don't think it's going to be terrorizing. I think it's going to be life shifting and we just have to go with the flow. We don't have choice and we're all being geared up for something big. So each of us has something big coming, whether we expect, like, I, I kind of know what's going on for me. Um, maybe other people know what's going on for them. I hope so. Um, maybe there's something that you're expecting that's going to be big in your life and kind of life-changing. So, you know, just, just know that we're being fine-tuned and ready for that. Um, Mercury, which is the ruler of Gemini, is going to conjunct Jupiter on Thursday the 4th. Now, that's interesting because um, Mercury is has been in between, you know, the whole Saturn, Jupiter, Aquarius situation. Now, remember what I said a couple of weeks ago, that Mercury was conjunct Jupiter a few weeks back. So when Mercury, remember Mercury spent, has been in Aquarius for a while because it went retrograde and it's going to be in Aquarius until March 15th and then it goes into Pisces, so the Ides of March. And interestingly enough, um, one of the things that Mercury has done in its time in Aquarius is of course it was going to talk to Jupiter, talk to Saturn. So it talked to Saturn recently, but it also talked to Jupiter and directly on top of Jupiter. And one of the things that we have to remember is that this, when Mercury goes retrograde or any planet goes retrograde, it passes over a point. It passes over a point and visits the point again after the retrograde is over. So if it passes over a point that involves Jupiter which is the planet of abundance. So there's big thoughts and big ideas and openness and an open mind. And that's Mercury to Jupiter, um, an open mind. And when we think about how Mercury and Jupiter operate together, it's big ideas, it's bigness, it's, it's strength. It's, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Let's do that. Hey kids, let's all get together. Let's make a club. Let's do a thing. Let's a, something. Um, you know, I think that when Mercury and Jupiter have their moment together this week, we're going to be reminded of things that have happened over the course of the last few weeks. And, you know, Mercury 
<sighs> it's complicated because Mercury is indeed with, um, you know, it, it does run its experience through Gemini, you know, even though, even though, um, it's not in Gemini, it rules Gemini. So now Mars is there. So we're, we're running this experience of Mercury and it's talking to us and now it's talking to us through Mars. And when it talks to us through Mars, we have to be ready for action and energy. And, and the other thing is Mars is, you know, Gemini, Gemini squares Pisces. Gemini and Pisces are not happy together necessarily. And we've got three planets in Pisces. So now that Mars has passed all that, you know, Aries business, squaring all the planets that were in Capricorn last year, one of the things that we're going to be aware of is that, um, you know, there was a point, uh, there's a point where Mercury, uh, I'm sorry, Mars, you know, is moving into Gemini. It's going to square all those planets in Pisces. And that's not happening just yet, but Mars is, Mars is going to trigger planets in Pisces. Now, Mars in Gemini is going to, have, is going to be a little bit of a smart ass. It's going to say things, and it's going to do things, and it's going to, it's going to provoke us. And Pisces just wants to roll over and go back to sleep. And, you know, that's not something that Mars is interested in doing. So if you get nudged, and you get nudged again, it's somebody's trying to tell you something and you have to pay attention because there's a part of us that wants to stay in the Piscean world of what could be considered denial or just, you know, ignoring something. <laughs> and if that's the case, then Mars is going to wake you up. It's going to be like a, you're sound asleep and a cold glass of water gets thrown in your face. Wake up. And there's it's very interesting that that should happen because Mars is, you know, it's like, it's the ruler of, of Aries. It's the, it's the warrior. It's the, it's the guy that's going to stomp into your office and make demands. So when it starts affecting the planets in Pisces, we're going to feel that too. And this is going to be very interesting because now Mars is in a place where it's no longer you know, before when it was Aries, Capricorn, it's very ambitious. This is Gemini. This is of two minds and two faces and two choices and two twos, all the twos. And it's, and it's a duality kind of sign. And so is Pisces. So it's going to be a very interesting trip in March as Mars starts to get next to, you know, those three planets. But in the meantime, when I was talking about Mercury, Mercury, which rules where Mars is going. Mercury was with Jupiter on January 11th. And between the 10th and 11th, it was um, moving over Jupiter. And so you're going to be like, Deb, too much has happened. I can't tell you what happened on January 11th. But January 11th was the last time we saw these guys get together, Mercury and Jupiter. And now all this time, all this retrograde, all this forward movement on Thursday, Mercury is going to come back to Jupiter and Mercury is going to say, Hey, remember what you talked about on January 11th? Remember what you did on January 11th? Well, now there's a culmination of that because this is it. Mercury's not coming back to Jupiter. It's, it's finished with Jupiter. It went over Jupiter once coming over again. That's it. It's done. And so one of the things that, 
that's so important about this is remembering what you might have signed up for, what you decided to do, what big ideas you had, and where the culmination is happening, and what part of your chart is Aquarius, and how Mercury and Jupiter are going to speak to to each other this week. And pay attention to that. So we got a lot to pay attention to. We're paying attention. Think about what happened during the full moon. Think about what part of your life got rattled. Think about Mars going into Gemini. And when that happens on, um, you know, this week, the third, on Wednesday, when that happens that evening, and we start this, you know, six-week, two-month journey of, of Gemini, there's something else that's really quite interesting that's going on for you. So pay attention to that. Listen, listen to what Mars is, what, where the two minds are, and sort of, you know, you're going to be a little divided at times. And mental energy, gosh, there's plenty of that going on because Mars going into Gemini, like I said, is joining air sign group, which is all those planets in Aquarius. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to watch this scenario unfold and it's going to actually, I'm sure next week I'll have a lot to say about it. Um, and then Mars is going to, you know, can square those planets in Pisces and we're, we're going to see what that feels like. And then Jupiter this week, Thursday is going to conjunct, I'm sorry, Mercury is going to conjunct Jupiter. So this is very interesting. This is a very interesting week. Things are changing. Things are shifting, but things are no less intense and you should be ready for that. You know, I think the question I got from my astrology group the other day was, well, yesterday was, so when is it going to calm down? When did you say it was going to calm down? And I think that things can calm down um, at points but it's not, I can't say it's going to calm down, calm down where we're all going to just go to bed and read a good book and cuddle up with our blanket and pillow and <laughs> maybe with a nice cup of tea. It's just, it's just not that kind of energy. You know, last year we were in, stuck in Capricorn for a long time and we were not, we were not, after a while it just felt like sludge. That's what happens when there's so much earth. It's like earth becomes muddy and it was just, well, we're not moving. Now we're moving too fast. Nobody was going anywhere last year. Nobody could go anywhere last year. And now if we are not physically going anywhere, well, metaphysically, we're going somewhere for sure. And each of us needs to know that. So intellectually, brain-wise, you know, get ready to be rewired because that's what's happening. So metaphorically, spiritually, metaphysically, yeah. And, you know, my recommendation is always to meditate. So, <laughs> um, I, I hold that stance. Um, the moon's in Libra right now, and it's going to go void on Tuesday, 9.09 a.m. Eastern time, and then stay void till 3.38 p.m. when it goes into Scorpio. And then it's going to be in Scorpio for a couple of days, which is going to be interesting because when Mars changes signs and Mars is the co-ruler of Scorpio, it's going to go into, you know, the, the moon goes into Scorpio. It's going to be a lot of Scorpionic energy a lot of Marsy energy. And then it's going to stay in Scorpio until it goes void on Thursday in the morning. And it's going to be void most of the day. This is Eastern time, 11, 10 a.m. 
and it's going to go into Sag at 5.43 p.m. on the Thursday the 4th. And then on Friday it'll be in Sag, on Saturday it'll be in Sag, it'll void. You know, these voids are a bit of time because the sun is still early in uh, a sign in this and Venus is early in a sign when we have things at the end of a sign that's when the voids are shorter because the void of course moon is when you know the moon doesn't speak to any more planets while it's in that um while it's in that sign and then it's void Saturday from 4:44 a.m. <laughs> from 4:44 a.m. eastern time if i said p.m. i'm sorry um 4:40 a.m. a.m to 9.20 p.m. on Saturday. So next Saturday, take a break, go to the movies, do the laundry, you know, get your taxes done, do those kinds of things. Don't even expect that you should try something brandy new and think it's going to just like take off, you know. So save your big ideas for um, Sunday when the moon is in Capricorn. And, and then, you know, we start another new week. And... Um, I think that people are going to start experiencing the beginning of daylight savings time if I'm, if I'm not, uh, mistaken, but we have, and then, you know, we're going to go into the following week and, and, you know, that there's a new moon, but let's not worry about that new moon mid month until we get past the full moon that we just had. So, and that's the story. So what you want to do is you want to try to remain calm. It's It feels calmer now. The energy feels calmer than it did. And it is really something where we just want to relax and, and allow the universe to guide us. And it's, it's I know, I'm saying, I'm telling you to relax. <laughs> I mean, don't control it. I don't mean, like I said, you're not going to curl up in your bed with your pillow and your blankie and, and it's all going to be cozy. Just relax your controls. Relax your grip and allow the universe to take you on the ride. When If you're going whitewater rafting, you are just on the path. You're just on it and you're being taken and the river's current is taking you. And this is like an electrical current taking you. And allow yourself to just go on the path and let it happen. Don't allow yourself to get messed up by trying to control something that you can't control. Outer planets are at work here and high heavy frequencies are at work here. Um, this is something that we're going to come out on the other end better, more tuned in, more tuned up and just a uh, just agree with it. Just let it happen. And that's all we can do at this point. Um, stay tuned because I do Instagram. Um, and I, I try to do it every day, but it's been a bit messed up these last couple of days. And, um, so Instagram, I'm the golden astrologer at Instagram. Um, my website is thegoldenastrologer.com. And if you'd like to have a session, just click on book online. And then we also have my Twitter, which is at Deb Astrology and my, um, blog, um, so I welcome you to uh, view all those things and continue to listen. And I thank you much gratitude for all of you for listening. And I hope you have a beautiful week and ride that wave with Mars and Gemini. So 
You, you should be sharp thinking, if nothing else. <laughs> Have a beautiful week, and thank you for listening.